Welcome to the Good New Days. I'm Rigo. This is episode number two. Excited to be here to continue our conversation. And today we have none other than, introduce yourself. James. Yes, James, a.k.a. Big Game James. Ain't that right, James? No, it's not. <laughs> hey, I just want to apologize uh, just before we get started uh, for a few things. Uh, I'm feeling kind of, um, um, you know, I'm kind of different, you know? Why is that? I don't know. I just feel, uh, you know, you, you're just in a, in a good place right now, and, and I, I just feel like joking around a lot, and so we'll see what happens. That's fine. <laughs> no. Let's go. No, nah, but it's a pleasure to have uh, James here and just having a conversation uh, with James. Uh, for you guys that are watching, James is special to all of our hearts, but James- Am I? Yeah. <laughs> well, you are now. Now you know it. Yes. But James is um, spearheading, and we're working together and alongside him, and- and um, he's, uh, he's, a lot, he's making the, the good new days work. And we just want to thank you. And uh, just thank you for, for setting this vision forward, man. Appreciate it. No, nah, man. Um, I actually want to thank you guys for believing in me. Uh, you know, Lou and the, and, the, and the rest of the team for, for letting me lead. And I'm really humbled. And, I'm, and I thank God um, for giving me the opportunity to do this. And, and basically so we could share this to people because i think you know people need to hear real conversations that for for people that go to church or or for anything because you know people struggle and people know don't, don't think that that anyone's going through some of the stuff that they that they might be going through yeah good all right we're gonna get into some good conversations hopefully Absolutely. we'll see where we go but before we start this week well not this week this month there's some 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 cool events happening this month can you name someone? Do you know what they are? Let's see, let's see how good we know each other. Let's see if my events are the same as your events. What are, what are some things that are happening this month? Uh, the month of June? Yeah. You got uh, uh, Father's Day? Yes, this month is Father's Day. I'm a father. James? Uh, I'm a stepfather. Yes. All right, what else? What else is happening this month? We'll talk about, fa we'll talk about fatherhood now. But what else is happening this month? You can't get this one wrong. He, can't, he just can't, he can't get it wrong. There's another thing happening. I can't. I don't want to. It's happening talk about on it. Saturday. It's happening this Saturday. Yeah. It's oh, it's the it's the cookout, isn't it? That's Sunday. That's Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. Saturday. Sunday at our church, our nest. We are having. Uh, what's a it cookout? called? Yeah, it's a cookout. We're, we're gonna do a it's barbecue for, for, for VBS. Yeah, we're gonna help the kids out. Yes, sir. Nest loves the kids. <laughs> it's not just trick daddy, but Nest loves the kids. Yeah, Nest loves the kids. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna help them out. Um, but this Saturday, James. It's my, my birthday. Oh, man, that's right. So that's what we're going to do today. That's, I think this is why I feel the way I feel today, because my birthday's coming up. That's awesome, man. How yes. old? Well, well I, I, decided, <laughs> I decided that I'm going to stay at 41. So I'm going to just celebrate 41 for the rest of my life. That's it. Man, so that's if you, but I'm going to be 42. Oh, okay. Yeah, 42 cool. years old, man. But I feel young. I feel good. I didn't know you were older than me. I'm older than you. No I'm your way. elder. I'm officially your elder. Well, you're an old, you're an, you're an elder. Right? <laughs> I'm officially your elder. But I didn't know you were 42. Yes. How old are you? 40. I just turned 40. Oh man. So from now on, you call me sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. So man, it's also Father's Day is coming up in a couple of weeks, and um, when this is aired, it's probably in a couple of days. So uh, so yeah. So sorry about that, but it's gonna be aired right right before Father's Day. So we're excited for yeah, that. Yeah. And um, I'm a father of two kids. My son is 10 years old and my daughter is six years old. 
And um, it's been interesting being a father. And I'm a son, obviously, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I come from, if it wasn't for my father and my mother. So, and it's been interesting um, having the relationship that I have with my father. So um, introduce yourself, like, where are you, James? I know you're a stepfather and um, also as a son. Um, let's, start at, let's start there. Like, talk to me about just you as a son and your father. Like, how, introduce yourself. Okay, so um, basically I grew up here in Hialeah. Yeah, Hialeah. Uh, I was actually, um, when I was born, I was born in Jackson. Um, hmm. And then we, from what I remember, I remember living a little bit um, on, after the railroad tracks on uh, East 10th, uh, we lived in a house out there. It was like a little, a little house, but that, it was just basically uh, me, my, my brother, and my, and my sister, and my mom. Our dad wasn't really in the picture then um, because he was actually married to somebody else he came from cuba with his family so how we came about or how how um you know my family came about was that my dad was a door-to-door salesman and so what did he sell james (laughs) door-to-door salesman i don't remember i don't remember what he sold but he sold the goods to my to my mother that's what he sold (laughs) okay So he sold goods he sold from goods. door to door. So, yeah, door to door, and he sold goods. Okay. And he sold goods to my mom. So you didn't follow in this trade of selling goods from door to door. You didn't, you no, didn't follow I, in your I father's footsteps. You know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, um, I don't sell door to door, obviously, but, uh, but I'm actually a salesman now. It's funny, it's funny you mentioned that. I didn't even think about that. There you I'm go. actually a salesman now. Okay. So um, you got some of your dad in you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so he sold some goods. Whatever those goods were, he sold some goods to your yeah. mom. Your mom liked those goods, and 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 yeah, we uh, first it was other. my first one was my brother, my older brother. Then I'm the middle one, and then my sister. She's the she's the youngest one. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. And you know, we didn't. You know, we, he came around. He when we were younger, he came around. We moved to East Hialeah. It was another place in East Hialeah. Um. And that's where I remember most of my my childhood. Um. Where he was, he was around, but he would go back to his family. He, he had his main family. So he would come back around and spend some time with us, then go back. Then he made it more of a, it was more of a permanent thing after he was caught, actually, at, by his family at our house. And basically, after that, they kicked him out. And then he moved in, he moved in with us. Wow. Yeah. So, so this, this, is, this is interesting, you know, because we, we joke around and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, all the goods now are at your house and here's the family. <laughs> yeah. and, but but that, that must be interesting uh, with you, right? Because, you know, we're going to talk about you transitioning to being a stepdad now. I, I, wanna, I want you to introduce um, how you met your wife and, and, and just how that role of stepdad um, came into place. But I, but I believe that, you know, a lot of your upbringing and the dynamics of your household, the dynamics of, of dad and mom and home, that, that, that plays a role in now how we father. And, you, and so I don't want to get ahead of you. So you could introduce your, 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 your bride <laughs> and, and, um, and the family that you walked into and how you have to play this role. But you're also, you're also taking on this responsibility from a place of your experiences, 
whether they're good experiences or bad experiences. So, so I, I mean, can you think of can you think of some of that shaping that took place from from being in a household? It's three of you with well, it's five of you, mom, dad, and then three siblings. Mm-hmm. Three of three of you guys. So, so how does that how did that play out in your life growing up? Um, it's it's weird. It's weird to to say, but. Uh, Okay, my dad, when he was there, or after when he got kicked out, he moved in with us. I could say he was a provider. The thing was that when he had us, he had us when he was really old. Yeah. Um, I was born when he was 54 years old. So. I have a, he's like an uncle. He was an uncle to me. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm from Key West. I was okay. born in Key West. So my whole family's from wait, Key wait, West. Wait. So shout out people to Kai People, say, people no, no. say Key West no. and don't say they mention no, Key No, no, Key West. So the you have the keys. Key West all the way down. You have the keys, but then the last key is called Key West. Okay. All right? And I'm, 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 I was born in Key West, and uh, I think my dad started living in Key West from, when he was 12 years old from Cuba. My mom was born in Key West. And uh, so my whole family, my cousins, everyone. So I have like this uncle. He's not blood uncle, but he's like an uncle because in Key mm-hmm. West, we're all like cousins and uncles and Everyone raises you kind of thing. It's like a village. But one of my uncles, man, I want to say, and my family, if they see this, they'll, they'll correct it. But I want to say he was 77 years old when he had his last child. Wow. In QS, they're just built different, you know? 70, <laughs> 77, man. And he was full of life, full of life, this guy. Yeah, shout out. Wow, how long, how long, I, I, should give him, I should give the family a shout out. You know, we love him. Papa Tony, we call him. How long uh, did he? How long? How long? Uh, you know, live? did he live? Sometime, I think, I think, like two years later, a year and a half later, he has something wrong with his knee and wow. uh, complications, and yeah, he passed. Oh, wow. oh, sorry about that, but but you know, you come from a, 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 an older father. Yeah. You were born, you was in his fifties, but uh, so then, yeah. did you not have him? Did you not have him around a lot? Like, 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 kind of like you and your you and your brother and sisters raised each other? No, it was um, he he was there and financially like uh, financially yeah. you know they they were there i'm not saying that we lived a lavish life no yeah. i think you know compared to uh how the class was how the classes were um before i i you know i live i think relatively poor um we in hialeah yeah in hialeah yeah yeah because you know nowadays everyone has a lot of the stuff but you know yeah. we don't you know we live relatively poor it was just basically the bare necessities right. you know uh, if you wanted to, if you wanted to take a shower with hot water, you'd have to go and turn on the, you had to go and turn on the, the water heater. And then after you're done, go and turn it off. The AC only came on at night and never was on during the day. So yeah. it was like those types of struggles. Hey, if you're hungry, um, all there is, is a mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah. That's, that's what there is. It was like that mm-hmm. type of of struggle a lot of people think that in the united states a lot of you know oh you have it good over there and you know we really you know yeah. depending on what the family is you sometimes you you don't yeah you guys had to you know you struggled and, and, you and he, he was mean. he was older he he was uh he wasn't work you know he wasn't working and my mom she was she was bipolar so she wasn't mm-hmm. really working either so they were trying to they were getting help from the from the government and then you're raising three Three kids, uh, basically me and my brother. Look at my size. You get what I'm saying? A lot of food going in there. Yeah, <laughs> two, two, two big men, and then yeah. you know, and my sister. Um, it wasn't, you know, it was, yeah, it yeah. was enough. It was enough to go around. It was enough. Um, but there was nothing. We, we there was nothing luxurious about yeah. you know our. 
so your parents or even you know were they the kind of family were you guys the kind of family like you guys uh talk things out uh you guys had the talk or no. or was like a lot of things just like you know just no no under the rug no no under the carpet it's under it's under the rug it's uh you're not gonna you're not gonna express yourself you're not yeah. gonna you know uh you're not gonna have any say so no it's right. nothing nothing yeah. like that it was more um oh what happened you got into a fight uh you got into a fight in school why'd you get into a fight no no no, no. did you did you win? Did you, did you did you win the fight? Yeah, yeah, did yeah. you did you kick, you know? Uh, and then He's oh bought. well if you didn't go back and make sure that you do. It was like that yeah. type of Yes. Like that type of men, you know, mentality. And I think a lot of dad. people could relate to that, to being raised in that way. So so you know, you you're shaped, right? You you grow into this man and you, and I think that's that's for all of us. Like we're and we're all shaped into where we come from. We're right, we're a product mm-hmm. of our home and and uh, the first lessons we learn are at home, the first um examples we see are our parents right our uncles our aunts our grandparents so these are the first examples these are the first mentors these are the first leaders in our lives and we kind of just like you know we always maybe you had that cool uncle or that cool aunt or that you know whatever that cousin that cool cousin and i feel like a lot of people could relate to that and, and it shapes us to to who we are you know i could mm-hmm. i could uh uh my, my my upbringing was dysfunctional i guess as well uh in the sense of for me it was um uh, my family, my parents got divorced. I think I was like two years old, and 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 or something like that. And and it was my mom, my sister, myself. We had to like make ends meet. And I remember my mom working multiple jobs. And then um, I I just remember the hardships of that. But then I remember as a child taking showers, for example, and then crying for my father. And I wow. believe they would call him. My mom would call him, and he would show up, and I would see him. So so for me, and how um, old was that? How, how so old I think you? I was like two years old, and when then that from, was happening, yeah. So wow. so. So I grew up um, without a father, a man figure at home. So I, I didn't have that, a man at the house. So I just had a, my sister who was three and a half years older than me. And then I had my mom and my mom was working a lot. And then my sister was, was, was you know, she played multiple roles as well from big sister and, and helping out with my mom. But um, I didn't have that father at the house. And uh, so I, I kind of was like, I, I felt like I grew up being needy, you know what I'm saying, or or I grew up just uh, um, just yearning, to, yearning, yearning, wanting. I'm, I'm guessing now as I'm older, um, I see who I am today or things that I've had to go through. Oh man, that comes from childhood, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I I remember when I was young, just like like my mom did her best, my sister did her best, and then my dad, my dad, you know, had a relationship with him. And stuff like that but it's different when you don't have that father figure at home and um and then as i got older i always like when i was teaching and stuff like that in the classroom i always tell my story to my students and i remember like one of the things that helped raise me was hip-hop like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i allowed hip-hop to raise me so so i listened to hip-hop music in a, in a, in a bad way or in a good way I, I would say in a bad way yeah. you know because that's the scene i went into and that's the friends i chose and then so like hip-hop raised me so so think about in that time, um, what like like the Wu, what what they were telling, what, what their message you got, you was, got Wu-Tang, you got or Biggie, what Biggie's Tupac. message was, and and so here I am, a, a, a young man growing up, and I'm just trying, you know, hey, this is what's ra- this N- is what NWA? this is what a man is, uh-huh. you know. So it, it it's interesting, and then but now I'm like I told you Saturday, I'm gonna be you know 42 mm-hmm. this month, and um, with two kids, but like I'm not that person anymore. But but that person was part of 
me becoming who I am today. You know, for and the I, better for the better for. Well, I think <laughs> we, now we, because, we think <laughs> but because in that journey, and we'll get to that, um, Christ saved me, and that's the Amen. beauty, and that's you know that's why I love the name of our podcast, the Good New Days, because I feel like it, this gives an opportunity to anyone that is watching or you know will ever watch this podcast with any conversation that we have, that we are people of faith, and one of our our our, not just our deep beliefs, but our. A, a deep encounter and experience that we've all had um, personally in all of our lives is we've all um, ran into Jesus. Jesus at some point has impacted all of our lives. And I would say that is the, mo that is the monumental thing that happened in my life. So with that, there was a lot that was transformed and I was, and I had to grow into and learn, but, but my past was, you know, even still to today, the Lord has taught me a lot of who I am because of my past. But it's all been redeemed and reconciled and healed because, of, or, or still continuing to be healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of because of the person of who is Jesus Christ, who is my our, my Savior, Savior, our Savior. Yeah. So yes, it, now because of Christ, it's for the good. But in that moment when I was living, it was for the bad. I mean, I'll never forget when I broke my hand in a fight. And I, I was scared that I was going to get rushed. And I, and I learned from Tupac, from above the rim, I'm going to grab a blade and put the silicone. Uh, I put like a, because I had a fish tank, so I, mm -hmm. I got the silicone. And I put silicone around my blade so I don't cut my mouth. And I would stick the blade in oh, my mouth. No way. And I was walking around school with a blade in my mouth. So if I get rushed, I was going to take out my blade and, I don't know, you know, <laughs> give someone a haircut. Yeah. You know? But, and, and, and the truth is, is, is like, whoa, it's, thank it's, God it's, nothing happened. It's funny how that mentality changed from like, you know, how you could like listen to music and then the music is what shapes you in the beginning. Yeah. And then to then finally come to, you know, know Jesus and then say, you know what, yeah. so this needs to change. But think about why I'm saying this too. It's because even as a young man, I was looking and searching for other men to teach me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so like my sister, when... When she met, um, who's now her husband, my brother-in-law, and at that time it was her boyfriend, they, were, they started dating at 15 years old. He became instantly a male figure in my life that I looked up to instantly. I, I, I remember having a journal, and I would say things like, Lord, make me just like Leo. I, I would write things like that. Make me just like him when I grow up. Through through the hip through the hip hop, you even uh, uh, believed in God, or yeah, because my, my mom came to the Lord, my sister okay. then was in the Lord. They were involved in the youth group, mm -hmm. and um, so my house became Christian, a Christian household mm -hmm. from where it was Catholic, maybe nothing, very dark, and and you know my dad was in the '80s, the Cubans, and mm -hmm. you could imagine all that, uh, and then they got divorced, Catholicism, and then yeah. my mom got introduced to Christ, and you know. From there, it, it, it all transpired and into all that. But but always searching for that for that figure. So 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 how how did that work with you? Like like here's this man in your life, your father, and now you're growing up to this young adult, this man, and you become uh, a grown man, and now you're gonna enter into this family. You have a family of your own. Uh, share share about that transition now when you. Like you meet your bride and what else is involved with that? Mm -hmm. And then like, well, I, some, I mean. Well, the, um, when, where I was working is where I basically, 
Okay, me and Shirley worked in the same place, but we didn't. Shirley is your wife. Shirley I'm, is I'm my thinking. wife. <laughs> yes. Of course, I know who Shirley is. We love Shirley so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, Shirley is my wife. The thing is that we didn't meet at work. She had heard about me. I had heard about her. Um, but this we didn't. I, we didn't. Li- we didn't literally meet yeah. there. Um, I had. Um, we had met at a party. It was a friend of ours. Okay. It was sixteens uh, of his sister, and uh, they sat her down next to me because because basically they they were hooking you up they were hooking you up we didn't know anybody else we didn't know anybody else, <laughs> we didn't know anybody else. and someone was playing matchmaker and to tell you the truth you know we had a good time and everything but um to tell you the truth there was no chemistry like there was no chemistry between me and her at the time it was like you know it's cool if we're friends or whatever and that's it she thought i was uh <laughs> obnoxious and loud because you know back in the back in the days i was like um I'm one of those like loud Cubans. Okay. You know. So wait, that's back in the days. Like, why aren't why aren't you loud Cuban anymore? Because uh, me regañan. <laughs> so your wife does. Yeah, yeah, my my wife. Like oh, she God. she holds she down the range. She holds on like, right, like hey, calm down. Yeah. And and it's fine. Sometimes you need that little yeah. hey, you're, you're, calm down. Um. So then, yeah. After after meeting her, then um. We finally get into a relationship later on and then come to find out. Uh, I kind of knew before, but come to find out then when we're actually going to, she has a daughter. Her daughter at the time was in Peru mm. and, you know, she was basically a single mother living in a home, in, a, in an apartment by herself with her daughter and she was just make, making ends meet by herself and finally when... When they brought, you know, when we finally decided, hey, we're going to be, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Um, it was kind of weird to get introduced to her. Um, How old was she? She was about six years old. Nice. When, when we first met. And we met by her telling me, uh, oh, this is your tío. Yeah. And I'm not like, tío, you know, I'm not your tío. I'm not your, I'm not your uncle. I'm... But that's a custom in Peru. And, you know, I didn't know. It's like how, you know, Cubans say, hey, mi primo, you know. And, you know, not knowing and learning along the way. And honestly, I didn't know where the relationship was going to go. So I didn't know that I would have to be like a father figure, you know, uh, for her mm. at, the, at that moment. Um, but it was more like a friendly thing, you know, hey, you know, I'm James and, you know, we'll play or whatever. It was like that type of thing because we didn't know where, where anything was going to go. Then uh, things later on got a little bit more serious. Um, I had some falling out where, where, where I lived and basically I had moved in with, with Shirley. And yeah, we, you know, we moved in. I helped her. I helped her with, with, uh, with her daughter and, you know. Like, like anybody, hey, I, you know, I'm leaving to work. Can you stay? Yeah, I'll stay and take care. You know, that's no problem. Hey, can you walk her to school or pick her up from school? Yeah, absolutely. Or we'll go together, pick her up from school. Like that type of thing. Um, it, I really didn't discipline her because I just didn't. Um, there was like no disciplinary action or anything because we just didn't. I just didn't know where the, where the relationship was going to go. And I just feel like um, more when it got uh serious to when i actually um came to the lord and yeah let's pause it for a moment so yeah <clears throat> so you came to the lord how long were you dating how long were you with 
surely before? i would say before before coming to for when you came, yeah um so you had shirley and now your your six-year-old stepdaughter yeah and then when when did christ well she wasn't my stepdaughter yet but okay uh, yes yeah yes. she was just uh um your but, girlfriend's daughter yeah yes. my girlfriend yeah she was just my girlfriend's daughter um so basically it was two years after that I how did how did you how did christ change your life how, how that how does that look, how did that look <laughs> man like i was i was uh, i was actually um agnostic i didn't uh-huh. uh i i believed there was something i just didn't think it was god and that came from because when my dad passed away um I kind of I I I always thought you know this world can't be made by uh, 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 an explosion. Sorry, you can't you can't make something so, yeah, from so destruction. You believe, yeah, you I, in a creator. There had yeah, to be there a had to be a, a fine you know there had to be a creator that made this. I just didn't know where the creation you know who was the creator or what because you have all types of different things in the world. And yeah, when. When I came to to know Christ, um, I was uh, yeah she was she was eight years old, and and I came to know Christ. It was actually here at this church. Okay, so you got invited to to church. I got invited. I I got invited to church from a friend of mine, uh, Manny. I think you know. I I know you know Manny. Um, And we used to come to a youth group. And more I would come, it's funny because I would come more to try to talk to people to try to like say, yeah, try to convince me that there's a God. Nice. That was like, that was like more my thing. Try to convince me that there's a God and why is there a God? Yeah. And you know, you'd get like, uh, I, I, I would get answers, but it was a youth group. So it was like, it was like something really challenging for people to, to, to try to come up and challenge me. And I'm just sort of like. And it was unfair to them. Now I notice it was unfair <laughs> to them because you're, they're trying to be loving. They're trying to make you understand. And I appreciate that now that they had patience with me yeah. to, like, to like say, you know what? You just need to get into the word and read and, and, and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was all God's huh? plan, man. He was put all this in your, in your yeah, path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what, what was that moment that... It, you won't believe. It was actually... It was actually... And I had come to church... Um, I'd probably say I had gone to Shirley's church. Yeah. She was going to right. Segadores, yeah. and I just I would hear it, and I'm just like it's it was Spanish, yeah. and I was like I'm the connection. It, no connection for me. I came here, I came the first couple times, and you know, and I'm just like I need to give it a chance because um, Shirley and our relationship was kind of like rocky, and it was like, it so, was like so Shirley was a, obviously from the beginning yes. a, 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 she was a faith. Correct. And that was important to her. Correct. I saw, Correct. I, so I can see how that could bring problems into your relationship. Yeah. So then she was there like, you need, you, you know, you need to go, you need to go and you need to, you know, try and see, find out. She didn't push me and she didn't yeah. go, you need to come and read the Bible with me. She wasn't, she wasn't like that, but she was basically like, Hey, you know, you should go and see, go and see, go where you feel comfortable. And we weren't, we weren't married or anything yet. So then she was like, you know, she was open to me going anywhere to go. And I came here, and um, it was actually Pastor Leo. Nice. That made me realize, and I was and I was surprised. Um, it was Leo, actually. He actually uh, talked about that my own. I try to do things myself, and I need to basically let go of things. Wow. Stop trying to be in control of things because 
you can't control everything. There's things that are happening um, in this world that you just can't control. You need to let it go and let it How go. How many years ago was that? How many years? That was... We'll have to go to the archives and, and, and search yeah, that message. Yeah, um, Bring that message out. Nine, 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 ten years ago? Wow. And yeah. you still remember the message? Yes. That was uh, yes. You know, somewhat the theme, yes. the, the, yes. the main It know, was that I wasn't... Thought. I wasn't... I'm not... I don't have the strength wow. to continue spiritually. Or, uh, I, I don't have the strength myself. I need to lay down my burdens to Jesus wow. to bring me... Uh, to basically carry me because, because it was the truth. I tried to do everything. I tried to control everything, and I just, I had to let you know, I had to let uh, things go, because I couldn't. So right there, you felt <clears throat> this is a day where I surrender my life to the Lord, and you gave Him a try. Yeah, yeah. And what I, happened? Did, did you feel, did you feel like, uh, uh, like initially, like initially, goosebumps from like like in it, like <laughs> what'd you feel? Like, like that's the thing. Like that's the thing. You know, lightning in your body. It's funny you. you Fire. You see, uh, and I know I'm going to make fun of it, and I know I'll get, like, maybe bashed for it, but when, you know, sometimes when you see the people, that they start shaking and stuff, yeah, and they're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, what's going on? I think on I remember there? that Sunday. That's right? That Sunday you were shaking a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you feel a change in your heart? I just felt, I just felt at peace. Good, there you it go. Was more, it was more <laughs> at peace. And then a worship song came, came on after, and I'm just... Uh, bawling like like bawling like i'm there like why am i crying why, why am i crying this makes no sense to me and it's just it was just a a, a sense of peace basically so powerful yeah that that's it man the, the the lord took you hostage and said that's it i'm yeah. you are mine and i'm yours yeah so now did that change you to say i'm gonna marry you surely i'm gonna we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna do things right and now how does that play a role like I'm also a father to this eight-year-old girl now. Yeah, so, so obviously my mentality from then to now has changed, you know, it's been a 180. Yeah. Um, but basically when, when I came to the Lord, then finally, then I believe after that's when I finally asked for her hand. And then um, we, had our, we, had our, we had our ups and downs or whatever, but we finally... Uh, we finally tied the knot and when I tied the knot for, you know, as far as being a stepfather, that's when it basically became real mm. to me because I am basically saying that I'm choosing, uh, I'm choosing you as my wife and her as my child and now God has put me as basically the provider uh, for for both of you, the provider and protector, and I and I believe that wholeheartedly that okay. I was put in place for that, yeah, for them, yeah. That's awesome. You know, just listening to that story, it's powerful because you know originally she's not, she doesn't come from you, or she's not your daughter, but you took this child as a daughter now and as a father figure in her life and, and the role that you stepped in to be a husband to your wife now and, and for her to see that. And I think that's, it's, it's a beautiful picture of the gospel as well because, you know, you even think about like Gentiles and Jews mm -hmm. where the Jews are, are gods and, you know, and us as Gentiles not being Jewish, we now 
can cry out to our Father. We cry out to the Lord. And we, when we say to our Father, Abba, Father, we could cry out. Where our spirit now cries out to him. And, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing because of this saving power of Jesus where now we receive Christ uh, and we receive now uh, this union and this relationship with the Father where we were broken off, where it was uh, because of our sin, mm-hmm. we were enemies of God, you know, whatever, children of disobedience, and now we are children of God. And here we are now as adopted children, you know, that we could say us too now, uh, you know, like the sons of Abraham, we too are our sons yeah. and we are sons of God. And, and, and I, and, and praise God that he, he, he also looks at us as his sons, as the adopted sons through the blood of the lamb, through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, uh, the firstborn. And from the firstborn, many more have come from him. And here we are. And, and I think that's such a beautiful thing because how has that impacted you as a man looking at your eight-year-old, now you say my daughter, to bring her up as a daughter, and, and how does that role play out? How does that responsibility play out? Like, like I, I would love to hear like some of the, like maybe a difficulty, what is one of the greatest difficulties? And then what are, what are some of the greatest, um, the highs of, and, and, and the greatest moments that you have being a father to her? So, because, you know, even with me, with my own kids, there's highs and lows, man. Um, first thing, first thing I want to say is that there's a, there's a, there's a saying is, um, a father, you know, I, I understand about the, um, a lot of people, you know, believe in the, in, in, oh, you know, because of, you know, she's my blood or this and that. But, uh, there's a saying like, you know, being a father is not the one who makes, but the one who raises. Mm. And, and it's, and it's so true because. You know, she, she had, she has the father who, who makes her, and I, and I think that's who made her, and I think that's the most difficult. That's one of the most difficult things is that she has a father that she loves, or you know, from what we see, is that she loves, and and the father just doesn't make the effort to to attend to her needs or, uh, or, or, or do uh, a lot of things for her. Um, uh, it sucks to say like this, and I don't know if you went through it because I know your dad was, except, but a uh, father coming and just giving, here's 20 bucks, yeah. you know, do whatever you want with it. Hey, I'm glad to see you. Yeah. While the child's crying about being bullied in school, uh, having problem with their grades, um, going through, obviously I'm not the one going, you know, dealing yeah. with puberty, but <clears throat> dealing with puberty. Yeah. And, and so you're mom. the one that has to kind of like pick those things up yeah. and say, Hey, let's, let's, yeah, this is, these are, these are the things that I, yeah. that I had to, that we had to deal with as a family, me and Shirley. Yeah. And, and, you know, we went through it, we went through it together where, where, you know, she, she calls expecting something from, from, you know, what she knows to be her father and 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 the father falls short you know from at least from what i think a father should be yeah but Uh, god is good man god is so good because yeah scripture says he's a father to the fatherless and she does have a father but he's not mm -hmm. he's he's a dad but he's not fathering her you know but but the lord knows like okay that's your dad but but here i'm gonna put someone in your life that's gonna help father you 
and 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 have those conversations that she needs and have that compassion that she needs or you know and and that's awesome that she's had you for that yeah yeah then uh one of the one of the one of the um things that's happening that that happened basically uh just uh this month that just passed uh is that she graduated from high school and not only did she graduate from high school but she's graduated from uh dual enrollment yeah. which is basically uh she's getting out of high school with her associate's degree and it just goes to show obviously you know she put in the heart she she put in the the work because she wanted to put in the work but if we weren't there behind her helping her pushing her you know to to do these things you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible and that's like the that's one of the things that i feel joy in where where you know she's already there she's already advanced now she's going in to go straight for her bachelor's and then who knows after that and and i think that god has blessed us in this way where where she's she's basically maneuvering um in society or in in here yeah and and she knows that we're the ones that have her back. She mm. knows that we're there. And and it's awesome because then what we do is just ask God to have, you know, have our backs right. to yeah. help keep on protecting her and, and helping her in whatever she needs. Yeah, man. That's great. That's good. You know, um, dude, uh, just thinking about my father, you know, um, it's, it's so amazing. Today, uh, my father is a best friend in my life. Actually, as we were speaking, he was calling me right now. Mm -hmm. um, my father is someone that I speak to uh, multiple times throughout the day. And uh, we see each other throughout the week. My father lives um, over an hour. Yeah, over like an hour and something away from me. And yet, he still goes out of his way to see us, to see his grandchildren. But it's interesting because people could see that picture now. And, and how this is kind of formed in, into kind of me now as a father. But it wasn't, that's not, that wasn't always the story. And in my life, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of, a lot of maybe anger, you know, her, you know, you stepped into her life at, maybe at a crucial time. And, um, but I didn't have that person maybe that stepped in, except maybe my brother-in-law was a, was a saving, was just a grace, in my, you know, saving grace mm -hmm. that the Lord brought to help me. But I grew up with a lot of bitterness. I, I'll never forget that there was a, a Father's Day that I saw him. And for certain things that had happened that day, I see him and I threw his gift at uh, his Father's Day gift at his chest. And I told my father, I hate you. I want nothing to do with you ever again. One of the worst words a child could tell a father or a father could hear from his son. And um, I know there was tears in his eyes. It's mine. I get in my car and I leave. I was like 21 years old when I did that. Wow. So... Look how so long. You're already a grown man. Look how long I was, uh, but I was a child in a grown man's body. Yeah, uh, expressing all the years of pain, and and um, some time passed, and I didn't speak to him um, for a while. But but something amazing happened where, uh, you know, the Lord started to call me into ministry, and as the Lord started to call me into ministry, this spot right here where we're sitting. It was very, it was, um, I mean, you should have seen this before it looked like what it looked like, what it looks like now. Uh, but we needed, we needed it for it to be painted and <laughs> a lot of work needed to happen. We had mm -hmm. one month to uh, launch the church, but so it needed to be done in a month. 
So I said, well, I know someone that could paint. And my, my, you know, we started talking again and my father's back in the picture and my father comes in. But you were, you were regularly talking there or at it was this just time a... we were regularly talking again okay. and my father <clears throat> comes in and he starts to paint and I'll never forget. I'm in, uh, I'm in Puerto Rico for a conference, a convention or whatnot. And I, I'm calling him, Hey, how's the church looking? Oh, it's going great. I love this place. So on and so forth. And he would tell me things like, man, I, I'm so addicted to this place. When I'm not there, I just want to I come back and I have to be there. And I remember hanging up in one of those conversations and I felt the Lord just tell me, like deep in my heart, in my spirit, he's not addicted to that place. I'm bringing him already. I'm drawing him in. Wow. And from the moment that we launched our church, <clears throat> my dad has always been here. So he's been here since day one. Um, and um, the Lord has just... And he doesn't miss. No, no, he doesn't <laughs> miss. He'll come, yeah. So the Lord has just transformed him. And, but in transforming him, he's done a, a beautiful work in all of us because now I have a relationship with my dad again and I'm, I'm in my mid-20s or whatnot and, and here I am now and my father's a, a growing in Christ and I'm pastoring him and yet now at the same time, he's also fathering me. How did you, how did you come into like forgiving him? Yeah, so, so you know, I think this is where it started. Um, I was going to preach at our old church where I was a youth pastor at. Mm -hmm. And I was going to preach that Sunday. And that Sunday, I knew I needed to ask for forgiveness. And I'll, and I'll share a quick story real quick. So I was about 25 years old, right? At 25 years old, um, I, I, I was dating different girls and I couldn't get, I couldn't commit. I couldn't, I, I wanted to get married and I couldn't find the right person. And um, <clears throat> I was a youth pastor and, you know, <laughs> every young single girl that walked in like oh it's a possibility of my future <laughs> wife and none of them nothing worked mm. and i just got to a point where it was just a uh, i was just like a little bit of a mess and i was like i don't know man i was just in a low place and i i met this uh woman who was also a, a teacher of mine in the university and then she worked at a christian school she also knew my brother-in-law and i know she was a counselor or whatnot psychologist and um, I just said, hey, I want to go and, and, and meet with you one day. So I went to her office and I met with her. And, I, and, I, and she says, well, what do you want to talk about? So I remember I'm sitting on the couch. She's sitting in her little desk. And I'm just telling her today, I call her mom. She's like a second mom to me. I love her. Um, she's very dear. She went to my wedding and everything because you'll see the role that she played. And I said, you know, I, I, I want to find a wife. I can't commit. I'm struggling with this. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all kinds of ways. I feel like I'm depressed. And you know, I'm, saying, I'm just venting. Mm -hmm. And she just looks at me. and She says, Rigo, speak to me about your father. And the moment that she says that, right there in the couch, I start to I break like a seal was broken. And I'm just crying. And I remember I'm 25 years old. And like there's mucus coming out of my nose. And I'm in my mind crying. And I'm thinking to myself, get yourself together. Get yourself together. You're a grown man crying in front of this woman. <laughs> And, I, and I'm just weeping and weeping and weeping. And she looks at me and she goes, here's your problem. Your issue is not all these things. Your issue is forgiveness. You need forgiveness in your heart towards your father. And you're trying to move forward without forgiving your father in your heart. And, I rem and that, that just was a knife to my heart and I knew what I needed to do. So I started to seek the Lord. I actually went into a fast and I went into prayer and I said, you know what? I need to forgive my father. But before I forgive him publicly, I need to forgive him within my heart. I need to forgive him within me. And I started to that process with the Lord. I started fasting and, and praying to him, Lord, help me to forgive my father. Help me to love my father. So I get asked to preach on a Sunday morning. And I said, Dad, come to, come, come to church. I'm going to preach on this Sunday. He says, yes, I'll, I'll go. Oh, let's go have breakfast before. So my whole plan, my strategy was 
I'm going to have breakfast with him. And when I eat with him, I'm going to tell him, I'm, look, dad, I want you to know that I forgive you for everything that you've ever done to, you know, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So we go eat breakfast, I'll never forget, or at a pancake um, house place, whatever. And um, the food comes, I'm like, okay, the guy comes to get an order, I still haven't spoken to my dad. The food comes, I still haven't spoken to my dad. We no. eat, the bill comes, I still haven't spoken to my dad. We stand up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in my mind. I'm like, what a letdown. What a failure I am. Mind you, in a few minutes, I'm about to preach in a, in a Sunday morning, Sunday service in front of a congregation of, uh, 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 you know, mm-hmm. a, a room of people, and I'm feeling like a failure. I'm driving, and he's in the car behind me, and the whole way to church, I'm feeling miserable because I couldn't confront my father. So I preached that Sunday with my father in my mind, with, ah, oh, I couldn't stand up to it. I couldn't do this. I'm a mess. And I do a calling, like whoever needs prayer for whatever I was preaching that day, come up to the front. And I, and I, you know, we're there, and I'll never forget. I see from my peripheral, I see someone on the on the steps kneeling. And when I look, the only person that went up to this what we would call like the altar call mm-hmm. was my father on his knees. And right then and there, the worship team started playing. And I can't explain this to you. Um, it doesn't matter what people think on <laughs> that are gonna yeah. hear this, but I know what I know. All I heard was like, a, it was loud, but not, it's, man, it's so, it's so God. It wasn't outwardly loud. It was an internal loudness that all I heard was now. And I, while wow. I was up there with the mic in my hand, I was up there and I was saying to God, no, God, no, God. And I kept hearing now. And I kept saying, I kept saying out loud, no, God, no, God. And I think like by the third now, I had, I, I, I remember, let go of the mic. And I got on my knees on the altar next to my father and I hugged him. And I said these exact words. I still remember them. This was many years ago. I said, Pa, I want you to know that I forgive you and that I love you. But most importantly, God forgives you and God loves you. In that moment, my dad cried. We hugged each other, both of us, the, the only guys up there, the only people up there. But in that moment, forgiveness. I don't know what it did to my father, but I know what it did to me. It set me free. The one that was holding unforgiveness was set free because I was finally able to forgive my father. Now, my father didn't change in that moment. No, no, no. I did, for sure, in the sense of how God was dealing with me. But yet, I didn't look at my father the same way anymore. From that moment on, my love and, and my compassion my, even my prayer probably changed, if I remember right, towards my father. And then we came into the painting, the church. We, I, 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 we, I get sent out. I come back from being in training to be a pastor. I come back in here. I plant the church, and my father doesn't miss a day. And from that day forward, today my father is an amazing father, an amazing grandfather, an amazing servant here at the church. You know, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure he's served all of us yes. in some way. And um, on, you know, as we get ready to celebrate Father's Day, I want to publicly say how grateful I am to my father and how much I love him and I thank him for being the father that he is. And today I wouldn't change any of that for the world. You know what I'm saying? I just spent the whole day today with him and with my kids. And here are generations Three generations spending time together. When I want one moment in our lives, I thought that was never going to happen. And you know, for the person that's listening to this, they need to know the power of Christ, man. Amen. That he's able to bring the hearts 
of the children back to the fathers. The hearts of the fathers back to their children. And on this Father's Day, man, it's so important to know that. You know? And, and today, because of, I was able to forgive in my heart, I have a father now today. And not only that, but I was able to get married where the Lord gave me a wife. Not only that, but because I truly believe this, James, that because I was able to forgive, the Lord gave me a father, the Lord gave me my wife, and the Lord gave me two beautiful children. And now I'm a father. If I would have never forgiven, if I would have kept on with that bitterness, I don't know if I would have continued to live my life miserable. I truly give credit and all glory and I, and, I, and I trust and believe with all of my being that the reason why I'm married, the reason why I have two kids, and the reason why I have a father and I could be a son to my father again is because of the power of forgiveness. And um, I'm, just, I'm just so, you know, th that's where I'm at today, you know. And um, there was a Sunday, I don't know if you remember, that I preached. I don't remember the message I preached. But I, I shared a message. Man, and you want me to remember it? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember like the, the title of it, but I remember what I did. Uh, I mean, every Sunday for 15 years, you know, and sometimes multiple times a week. So I brought my father up. And then I brought my son up. He was, he was uh, I don't know, he was like two years old or something. Mm -hmm. And I spoke about, you know, generations. And I, I think I spoke about healing and forgiveness. And, and, and I spoke about the importance of this picture right here, that this was not here at yeah. one point. But now this picture of father, son, and grandson is here because there is a savior, a forgiver. There's Christ, and, and he's the one that's, that's done this. That's awesome. So, man, to all the fathers, happy Father's Day. You know, there might be a father that needs to get their relationship right with their son. Absolutely. What a better, there's no better moment than now. There's a time where a, a son or a daughter needs to make their relationship right with a, with a father. And, and it could be a mother, a parent. And, and what better time than right now? And you could be looking at it and say, well, where do I start? Where do I begin? Give it to the Lord. Say, say you know, Lord, help me to love. Help me to forgive. You know, I want to fast. I want to pray. I'm going to seek you. Help me to do this. And he's going to teach. You know, the Holy Spirit, the scripture says, is our teacher. And he's going to teach you how to confront some of these things in your lives. And um, I, I think that this is the moment. So I believe that nothing is for a coincidence. Here in our church, we always say, a God it's incidents. a God incident. <laughs> and this is a God incident that this episode is going to come out on Father's Day because it might just be for the very fact to, to strengthen some of these families, to strengthen some of these dads, some of these children. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's, that's another thing. Like if you look statistically, uh, you know, when you have uh, fathers missing in the home, uh, the kids are affected kids are affected big time and it's and 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 it's so sad to think that you know yeah shout outs to the the single mothers but but fathers man you guys gotta you guys gotta step up man yes. there there's 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 a lot of uh kids are are are, are committing suicide at a higher rate um their grades are, are dropping because their fathers there's less discipline and and I, and I don't know it's just you know people people think that it might be a joke or you know about how how important fathers are but uh but they're needed big time they're needed yeah. big time a poverty rate for 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 families 
are an all-time high when there when there's no father. Imagine yeah. a mother trying to try, by herself trying to take care of a of a child or maybe two children mm-hmm. and and the father's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Man, James, you know, as as you're sharing that um I, I want to do something something that it's not planned. Okay. But I would like to uh, just take a moment and just pray. Sure. And I want to pray for anyone that is going to watch us that is watching this that even as we pray that the Holy Spirit would just do a, a work in the conversation that we're having. Maybe if it's a daughter, maybe it's a son, maybe it's a father, maybe it's a mother, maybe it's a grandparent, but know that the Lord could restore what was broken, Absolutely. could unite, could bring healing uh, to the hurt. So l- l- let's spend a moment in prayer sure. and, 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 and just open up your heart. I, I want to just pray for, for whoever it is that's hearing this today. So Lord, I, we come before your presence today as i feel led just to to pray for those that are watching those that are hearing this conversation i I thank you for james for his life uh and i thank you lord god for my life and and for the struggles in our lives and then also for the victories and the work that you're doing in us but lord i thank you because i know that there's there may be someone listening today that needs to surrender that needs to ask for forgiveness that needs to learn how to forgive so, so that you could do that work and that miracle that they're crying out for. Maybe they're so numb to it. They've grown so callous that they think that they're okay. But I pray that as they're listening to this and hearing this prayer, that you would break them right now and make that stone, that heart of stone, into a heart of flesh again. So that, Lord, that they would recognize that maybe they're not okay and that today they need to cry out to you and say, Lord, teach me how to forgive Teach me how to love. I pray that you would do a miracle, that you would bring the heart of children to the fathers, to mothers, the heart of these parents back to children, that you would do miracles where there seems to be no miracle uh, or possible of a miracle to happen, where it seems to be broken, what seems to be shattered, what seems to be lost, what seems to be hurt, filled with pain, that you would restore, that you would heal, that you would redeem, that you would heal, Lord God, and bring salvation to those things. Mm-hmm. And that, Lord, that you would do a miracle in whosoever's life uh, today is crying out for something that we just spoke about. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you because you are the great Father. Thank you, Father. God the Father, we thank you for being such a good, good Father to us, even when we're not good sons. Thank you for being such a good Father. And if there's someone that's listening that's fatherless, maybe their father is not present, their father has passed, that you would show them that you are the father to the fatherless and that as I pray, you would comfort their heart, that you would heal their heart and that they would know that they have a father in heaven and that one day they will be united with you for all eternity. So Lord, do that miracle today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Amen. Man, thank you guys. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys for, for joining us on another episode of the Good New Days. Thank you, James, for your of vulnerability, your openness, oh, and just, you. Uh, you know, we want to make sure you're on because you're, you're spearheading this, and, and we just want to thank you. And if you are uh, watching this, do me a favor. Right now, go ahead and like it. Uh, subscribe if you have not subscribed yet. We would love for you to comment, and comment like crazy, and um, write to us about maybe something that blessed you. Right now, as I'm speaking, right? Uh, what moment blessed you? Um, that was part of our, our, our podcast and 
and share it, man. The best thing that you could do right now with this conversation and you know someone that needs to hear this, man, share it. Share it with your friends, with your family, with someone, with anyone. Post it somewhere. But make sure that you comment on it. You share it. Make sure you subscribe and just spread the news. And again, there is good new days for everyone that's watching. And we believe that those good new days is found in the Lord. So thank you guys. And like always, peace. Peace out.